video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 239 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my hotel on the hill homeboy, <laughs> Mr. Grizz. Like, Dude, I'm sorry. I'm like scraping the bottom of the barrel with that one. That's you know, my it's, bad. It's fine. It's, it's honestly like that's just probably me in like a parallel universe somewhere where like I own a hotel on a hilltop yeah. and like, you know, I'm killing it, but like. I'm not me at all. I'm a totally different person in that universe. And I, I, honestly, I'm a little jealous of that person. I think owning a yeah, hotel wearing, on a hilltop would be fucking cool. You're wearing plaid suits. You're doing all sorts oh. of shit like that, right? Dude, <laughs> I should get me some plaid suit. You know what? I'm going to make some major changes, I think. And it, it all starts with this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the plaid suit. So yeah. uh, speaking of major changes, man, I just recently got a bunch of new audio gear. Um, I'm making upgrades to the Double Cross Studio over here, and I just want to warn everybody, if I sound a little strange or it's off right now, you know, I'm I'm trying my best. I'm working with uh, analog equipment at the moment, so... uh, He's he's not an alien from the recent sightings all over the world that are are being reported. He's not been taken over, so it's just... Dude, I can't can't believe all that shit that's going on with the the fucking... There's balloons. There's fucking uh, UFOs. They didn't Over say the it's a. Lakes, they won't baby. say it's a balloon. <laughs> oh yeah, they shot something down by you. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's so, what the fuck, man? I don't know what to think. I I, I honestly have no idea. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. This is. I believe in aliens. The time. Let's, we've talked well, about well, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we both we both believe in aliens. Yeah. It's just that I feel like if there was going to be an alien invasion or whatever like this would be the time to do it while everybody's like oh it's bullshit it's just a balloon just a balloon oh dude you know like so like that's that because that was my thought when they were like oh you shot something down over the great lakes i'm like oh it's probably another fucking balloon but then like why wouldn't they just say that it's another fucking balloon unless they don't want to cause hysteria over a ton of balloons but it's like I think they expressed that it wasn't a balloon. Like, I think they said it, that, like, this was not a balloon. But I think they also said this isn't extraterrestrial. Like, it just... They're gonna say that. (laughs) I don't... I don't... I think if you have the technology to get here from wherever the fuck you're coming from, your ass ain't getting caught 20,000 feet off the ground. You know what I mean? In broad daylight. By the U.S. Yeah. Or Air Force, that's not happening. Will yeah, Smith's by, not flying by, any of them motherfuckers. It's not happening. <laughs> by like, they're not even using like explosive missiles. They just kind of like tear through shit. So it's like, you, you got like interstellar travel, and and you're getting fucked up by these things. I'm feeling pretty good about us humans. You know, I'm pretty good. I definitely don't think it was like an alien spaceship or anything like that. That there's UFOs like invading. Uh, but I, I what I find what I find is cool though is that like uh, I just read something online about how like we just received like a legitimate radio signal for the first time from an unknown galaxy. Like it's it's like a legitimate radio signal that you would be created here on Earth that they can actually read now, and it's like that is like to me that's that's proof positive of like aliens existing. If there is signals in space like what, what what could what would create that well i that, that's what i was gonna just say like i'm no uh i'm like no astronomer so like i don't really know and uh, i'm not a radio geologist i don't know yeah, if yeah like <laughs> no, I, I i like i don't know if there's like naturally occurring things that could give off radio signals out there you know what i mean i, I don't know one thing I do know, though, is that if we received that signal, that shit was sent a long time oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably just you like know, Billy that's... Joel for the longest time playing on like repeat. Oh. <laughs> do not, do not let this man write this song. Do not let this man write this song. It would like unheated. Fucked up. I don't know, man. That would be kind of fucked up to like get a message from outside of our universe and like our like fucking you know immediate vicinity 
you get a message that's like actually legit where it like names yeah. earth it names yeah, how what's it up, got there what's <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah we saw that you were out here we just want to know yo you yeah. got a dollar or something yeah, dude, you got bro. a dollar or something you got any lucy's <laughs> like give me 25 cents <laughs> yo can i grab a cigarette what's up <laughs> that would actually be like think about it if there were aliens tomorrow and they came to earth good or bad intentions yeah that would fuck so much shit up it's dude terrifying bro like good or like, bad good or bad it's terrifying like, <laughs> like, like dude like i'm not going to work oh, until ooh. this shit is fucking figured like out. figured out yeah yeah dude. i'm fucking sitting in the basement man i'm fucking hunkering down uh, who the hell knows because we'd probably have zero shot against an alien civilization oh, yeah it, it, like it would, zero chance that's like the one thing where i feel like the movies are probably accurate as fuck that like any kind of like human fucking defense or you know weapon or anything you're done like i think yeah you know the superiority of alien technology will just be like just wipe your it shit would, out dude it's yeah. not happening it would have to be like a freak thing like in uh like war of the worlds or some shit where like there's a bacteria on earth that like fucks them up or uh you know something yeah, yeah. it's definitely not something. gonna be like a drunk uh you know crop dusting fucking pilot that flies into a, a spaceship yes <laughs> yeah i don't think that's gonna happen that's i don't think we're part sending of the movies i'm like considering real but you see what i'm saying where like like I mars would say attacks the, dude mars attacks i don't know if, have you watched that recently it's amazing that like it, it holds up like a motherfucker so man good. like seriously it's fucking really good i think i don't think did we ever cover that on this show? I don't think we ever I don't did. Think we did. Dude, the cast of that movie is incredible. Awesome. Like, Pierce Brosnan, it's just right? So many fucking good people in that movie. Damn, man. And like the whole the whole like Mars attacks thing is just fucking awesome. Like the original cards that came out like in what, the 50s or the 60s? Yeah. Like that shit is like and they're brutal. Like some of them are fucked up. But, like, there's cool models that are seriously fucked up. Like, people getting melted by the ray guns and all sorts of shit. I love that. Man, what a great intellectual property, right? So, like, is that something that you could see them, like, taking another crack at in, like, you know, 2023, 2024, something like that? Like, dude, there's so, like, the remake has obviously just been such a popular thing over the past 20 years in cinema. So, it's like why not i think it's, it's it's time now where you could start you know taking movies like you know mars attack and doing something modern with it because th th that movies it, it holds up really well for the you know what it looks like but i would i could like to see maybe a modernized version of that it's a little cartoony at times which it, it kind of fits the motif but i would like to see like a super dark fucking mars attacks like real fucking like gory like take it over the edge dude you want to hear something kind of fucked up so the original mars attacks cards came out 1962 right 62 the movie came out in 1996 yeah i knew it was like mid 90s so 34 years right bro we're in 2023 man like, we're coming up to the point where, like, the, the difference in time between the original and, like, the 90s movie will be the same between same. the 90s movie and the next one. Like, wow. It, it's almost time to, like, revisit that. If we're going to be start, you know, if we're just going to consistently revisit intellectual properties, why not that? That is such well, a great platform. Well, also, like, something like Mars Attacks, you could just do Mars Attacks 2 or Mars Attacks again. Yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah, something like that. And like, yeah, dude. I, I and just do another one. Like they're back. Yeah. And I and I really do enjoy the the '96 movie, dude. It's like you know, it, it's it's campy. It's 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 got some like crude kind of you know sci-fi horror kind of like elements to it and stuff. But like I'm saying, dude, I'd like to see a real fucking e like evil intent. You know, Mars like attacks. Like a horror. Like a hard R, R horror yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, Mars attacks. Like no, like no dogs and head switching and shit like that, dude. Just like real 
just like spiteful, hateful motherfucking aliens doing horrible things. Gross looking, fucking all slimy and shit. Uh, yeah, dude. dude, that would be a great fucking movie to make. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done it. I have. I am really surprised that they haven't done it. Is the original Mars Attacks like that? Po- like, did it do well when it came out originally? Oh yeah, it was huge. I mean, dude, like, it, and it's star studded. Like, they put so much yeah. money into that movie in '96. It definitely crushed. So many toys. I had a Mars Attacks like game and I shit. About like, the toys. but dude, that that like time jump is like so. That whenever I hear shit like that, it does blow my mind. Because it's like, oh, you know, like, we're so far now away from, like, the 80s that, like, if you were, like, born in the 80s, that's, like, thinking of, like, you know, the the fucking, you know, 60s or the 50s and shit like that. And, like, to me, that's such a long time ago. Like, uh, I'm an well, 80s baby, but, like, th- I'm thinking, like, all my life I've always thought, like, the 50s and 60s were, like, fucking forever ago. I can't even wrap my head around that far ago. And it's really not that long ago in, like, the grand scheme of things of your life. Well, it's funny to me because, like, I remember, like, radio stations, and it used to be like, oh, the best of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then it was the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and then it was the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, shit, and, like, when songs you know are, like, now being played on the classic rock station, it's like, oh, no. (laughs) Dude, it's it that hits home with me, dude. Because I like I just recently was like driving and I didn't have like my uh, my phone on me, and I'm just like listening to the radio fucking stations, and it was like a classic rock station, and it's like all fucking '90s songs, and I was like, oh shit, it's happening. It's like, yeah. like it, my my fucking youth is now aging uh, rapidly yeah, in front man. of my eyes. It's funny. I I did the same thing the other day. I had the radio on for the first time in like since I think I moved to Pennsylvania. Fucking first station I put on. Who the fuck is on there? But Weird Al getting interviewed. <laughs> I was like, I'm mean, stoked on that. Hell damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's it's like okay, I'm gonna save that on the presets now for like the one time that I don't have like a a USB cable with me. But I thought that was so funny. Like the first time I actually like listened to the radio, there's a relevant fucking person, like somebody you, that I I care to listen to. Do you think that like like the modern generation of kids and shit would connect with something or with Weird Al and like what he does, or is that like yeah. I don't I see I don't see that like I don't see the Dude, connection there from like I the kids that, that they, I fucking see on TikTok and all these fucking social media platforms, dude. I think. I think Weird Al is kind of like a generational thing and it's Dude, no longer like tell me, funny. You can't tell me that a kid that plays fucking Fortnite doing the fucking the floss dance oh wouldn't think fucking Weird Al is funny. Come on. You know, I guess there's a point to that because of how relevant he's always tried to stay with like because he covers modern songs like have always like, you know, coming out. But what's the last thing that he did, really, even, you know, like, I can't even... I think he has, I think he has, like, newer albums, but obviously, like, you have to go looking for it, because right. it's, when we were kids, it was on the radio. Like, they Dude, would play Weird, Weird, Weird Al on, on the radio, yeah. and shit. You knew when that shit was coming out, you knew when there was a new album, and now, like, since once you drop off that radio list, like... That's it, man. You got to make sure that you are personally looking for these things to come out, which kind of sucks. Like it takes away a little bit of the, uh, you know, the anticipation of things. How many times have we said like, oh, fuck, like obituary put a new album out? Like what? You know what I mean? Like shit like that where it's like, well, yeah. (laughs) But like how many times have we had that conversation? Like, oh, shit, I didn't know that band came out with something. It's just, you know, it's one of those things getting the technology doesn't always uh, improve shit, right? But shout out to Weird Al, man. That dude rules. Shout out to Weird Al. Maybe one day we could get... There's two people I want to get on this podcast. Weird, Weird Al is Al. definitely one of them. Weird Al is definitely one of them. And I want to uh, get Kirk Hammett from Metallica on this podcast oh my one God, day. Oh, God, dude. What would, Just you, because, what would you ask him? Oh, dude. he's He's got like a huge horror movie collection and shit. Oh, really? Like, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like into the misfits and stuff. Like and he see every video I see, he seems like a really like genuinely nice guy that's just happy to be there. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's the like only Buddhist, one that's right? just isn't he all like zen? something like that? Yeah, yeah. He's tur- yeah. I think he said he tries to set a good example. 
He tries to be egoless. It's oh, like good. No. <laughs> hey man, there's enough I've like ego never... in that band forever. He can he can yeah. take a step aside and fucking ride the wave. I guess there was there was something. Oh man, I like literally just watched. I like had like a Metallica video binge, and there's something where. They're record. It might have been off of some kind of monster when they're recording Saint Anger, where like they tell him to like basically just shut up and sit there, but oh, like geez. something to that extent. But he's like, yeah, I'm pretty used to my uh, my. I know my place in this band. <laughs> like I mean, he, it was it, it's really like, like, like when you process. watch some kind of monster, dude. It's it gives you such a different perspective of that fucking band and like. How shitty of a person Lars is. He is such you know, a man. fucking turd, dude. He he is like I feel like he's just like a rich dude who like lost touch with reality. Oh, 100%. Because everything he says it's true and it's real. Like like him him going after Napster, it sucked for us, but he was 100% correct. Like his their shit was getting ripped off. You know what I mean? Like, do you sue the fans themselves? No. But I don't know if that's him or the record label doing that. But it's like, just, I mean, to me at that point, though, it's like you'd already established yourself. You would already are going to be extremely wealthy for the rest of your life with this band. You're losing pennies on the dollar to people torrenting your music. And that's I, that's your play. You're dude, a fucking dude. asshole. Think about this mindset at that time. They haven't put out a good album in how long? Oh, I mean, yeah. And but they're the getting royalties from the worse. black album alone would fucking set you up for life, dude. But once you're rich, dude, your your minds you're no longer that fucking like the punk uh, metal the dude from right. the bed. And that's that's the and that's what makes him a fucking wiener. L seven yeah, uh-huh. fucking wiener, bro. <laughs> but we will get we will get Kirk Hammett on here eventually. That I'm cool. Mark with, yeah. my fucking words. Mark my fucking. I'm gonna I'm gonna really pursue that. Write a letter. Maybe we could get him. Imagine we could get him and Weird Al on on, on the, the same, same episode. Oh, dude, they know that each other. It, They're like tight homies. Dude. Dude, we'd release that episode. I'd go in the bathroom and drink a bottle of bleach. I'd be it's like, over. that's it. Yeah, yeah I, peaked. I peaked. I peaked. Uh, speaking of peaks, mountains, winter, Beautiful this week transition. we watched Winter Beast from 1992. Something that I know is a Tempe video release. I don't have a copy because it fucking, for whatever reason, shot up in price like a motherfucker. If you got one and you want to give it to me, please. Uh, uh, I'd be more than... Yeah, I'd be more than thankful, uh, and I maybe I'll trade. I don't know. We'll see. Hit me up. But, Grizz, Winter Beast, is this your first watch? No, but it's very close to my first watch. I had recently, um, during the Black Friday sale for Vinegar Syndrome, I got the like homegrown horror box set, which comes uh-huh. with a Blu-ray of Winter Beast in there, and I watched it immediately. Because this is like like this has been one of those movies, like the hype has been so fucking up there. You know, the price, like you said, has just skyrocketed. And it, it kind of has that lore of being a really cool fucking, you know, underground movie and shit. I immediately watched it. And it was one of the rare times where I feel like the hype lives up to the actual fucking movie, dude. Yeah, this movie actually does rule. So I guess uh, yeah. the price the price does justify itself maybe i don't know i mean not none of the prices really out there i mean yeah yeah I, I know but it's a collectible like anything else just like right. comic books oh, just like records everything um i would definitely i'm gonna tell you ahead of time get the blu-ray i'm really interested in how the blu-ray looks oh, um it's crispy baby. it's on shutter that's where i watched it i don't know if it's the same you know the cut release whatever that you have um I'm guessing it is, right? It's I'm probably sure, only yeah. it's probably only 1080p, right? It's not 4K. No, it's not 4K. Um and it definitely is the same because Shutter is like linked with uh with Amazon right now. Like they like have a deal or whatever yeah. going on and so like this is free on Amazon. You can watch it on there too. And it's probably cool. through fucking Shutter yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's the um, same. Yeah. But, you know, we were just talking about, you know, this being an expensive tape and everything. And it really is funny that, like, sometimes you do find things like this where it's like, okay, maybe I do have to buck up. Like, this movie fucking is is actually awesome. And it's it, probably fucking probably looks even better if you watch it on a grainy fucking. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. 
because I've only seen pieces of this movie. I've never watched it in full because I, it always was like I was doing something and like you end up fucking getting distracted or whatever. I watched this movie three fucking times for this episode. And I got to say, like, I really want to see what this looks like on a shitty standard definition, uh, like release, because I bet it looks even I bet it looks even fucking better because it looks good in HD. And, you know, the HD, like all of a sudden everything fucking gets exposed. You could see the fucking wires. You could see the the seams. And in this, like, like, it looks still good. So it probably looks fucking perfect on the tape. Yeah, probably in the original format, it probably does look... I mean, you know, in that time capsule viewing kind of thing, it, it probably looks fucking awesome, dude. If I was still, like, heavily tape collecting, this would be... After watching it, it would be, like, definitely top of my list. I need to fucking own this movie. But I do own it, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> uh, directed by um, Christopher Thies, I believe is how you say it. And when you go to his IMDb, this is his only fucking release. Which is wild. Because this dude, this movie's so fucking cool that I would love to see what this dude does in a much larger platform. Give this dude some legit money because, like, dude, this is such such an original movie that has so many, like, almost horror cliches in it, but still pulls off such originality. Yeah, unfortunately, we won't be getting anything from him. Uh, he passed away in 2015, so pretty young dude. Uh, unfortunate, what was that? Fifty, like fifty-one or so. Um, R.I.P. These not yeah, R.I.P. Man, you left behind a fucking awesome movie, and oh, it's yeah. crazy to see shit like this where it's like, oh, the one and done, right? Like, oh, I got it out of my system, and then, but it's an awesome, it's an awesome fucking film. You know, this this is like the Polonia brothers on fucking steroids. Oh, dude, this honestly to me, this this has like the a cool like Polonia sensibility, but like with a really well done story. Like That's the, like the thing that like is kind of missing in some of their things is just kind of like a, a loose knit story. But dude, what the thing that I really love about this movie is like, OK, one of my favorite movies of all fucking time is Clash of the Titans from the 80s. I will I watch like Ghoulies. Dude, it it it's amazing. The fucking claymation in that movie and everything, it's just it it fucking knocks it out of the park. And that's what really I like I was drawn to when I started watching this is that like the the first time we start seeing this like winter beast, it's all fucking claymation. And I'm like, dude, this is so fucking cool to like be doing this in like the you know the fucking early 90s or whatever i think that is such an awesome move to have these winter beasts be be claymationed out throughout this thing yeah i mean they have um like claymation stop motion shit they have like puppets there's like a puppet at one point um they have fucking everything in this movie and it's all done really well who's fucking awesome so you know what chris let's hit the trailer because i oh, think yeah. i saw there was some sort of <laughs> promo spot or some shit i don't know i'll play that and we'll get into this fucking movie Chris, why don't you give these people a little uh, taste of the, I guess, overall story of this film? So we uh, we are set on top of a, a snowy winter lodge on top of a mountain and a ancient Indian, uh, you know, demon curse or some kind of thing has been uh, reestablished, as you will, and things are running amok and people start going missing and it's it's just fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it reestablished. 
I think it was always there. Always there, yes. Because the... They say in the movie, like, oh, like, people, well, yeah, people have been fucking going missing for years. years. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, oh, it was just, like, happens. the fact that, like, this this lodge is now reopened kind of a thing and, like... Oh, it invigorated it. it. Yeah, there's yeah, more, there's more feast to be had. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, like, this movie starts kind of slow, right? It's just, like, these two uh, park rangers, because they're in a state park, I guess, of some sort... Um, you got these two park rangers like bullshitting back and forth. One is like kind of a like a, a straight lace dude, right? And the other one's kind of more relaxed. He's wearing sunglasses. Chilling. He looks like fucking yeah, cool. windows from uh, uh, the thing. But like it drags a little bit. But before you get to that like initial story buildup. You do see like a twisted fucking dream that the straight lace guy has where like you have a zombie that looks like it's out of uh, I was a teenage zombie, like eating his own guts or whatever. And you get this other fucking thing going on. It's fucking pretty good, man. No, like that's cool. a pretty good start, but it but it slows down for a little bit and then it just picks the fuck back up. Then it just goes nuts. See, now <clears throat> the thing is, though, dude, I don't mind that slowdown because of how well written this movie is that like I want all that like exposition to happen I want like all these characters to establish themselves so I know who you know what the yeah. relationships are you know who this fucking wacky old fucking uh, guy who owns this lodge is and like you know what's what's his deal because bro I'm telling you this is like awesome horror Scooby Doo shit <laughs> <laughs> did you not get that vibe when watching it? Like I kind of did. Like the guy, the main bad guy, I guess you could say, well, human bad guy, or we think is human bad guy, uh, Sheldon. They call him throughout the, uh, this whole movie. He like is a Scooby Doo villain, hundred percent. Right? Like it's it's he's like overacting. He's like very like flamboyant, very like mean and standoffish. Where you know something's going on, like from the start. It lays it out there. And it also has like this this Jaws thing going on because the Sheldon dude is like being told by these these park rangers, yo, like one of my rangers is missing. We found all these weird Native American fucking artifacts and totem poles and like skeletons and shit up on the mountain. We think it's connected. And Sheldon's just like, you ain't shutting shit down, bro. You ain't telling nobody about nothing. These people are coming to my lodge. I don't want to hear shit about it. It's a very like, you know, mayor from Jaws play. Like he's like, you ain't shutting the fucking beach down, bro. I'm like, dude, this, this movie is has booming. awesome fucking things going on where it's like, it's not a, a straight ripoff. It's just using that same idea and like a, and in a new way that just works really, really fucking well to the story. Yeah. So like we said, this is a Native American revenge slash curse film i think it's not really a revenge i think it's just more of i don't know i, I kind of just put it all in the same shit it, like it scouts. Is, it, yeah yeah it's i see where you're going <laughs> it, it feels almost like savage harvest it's a way better savage yeah. harvest but and we love savage harvest but like this is like another step up from yeah. that which is awesome. Like, just think, like, that with all these other, like, monsters and creatures in it and... Dude, tan line far, boobies. Uh, some yeah, flashers, there's actually, bro. There's nudity yeah. in it, like, pretty much right off the bat. Headlights. Within the first 20 minutes or so, like, you get that uh, giant tree creature that, like, grabs her and slams her against the fucking side of the oh, house. Which dude. is done in claymation that looks like it's straight out of, like... Uh, what the hell, like Gumby or something, yeah, dude, right? Yeah, like a Gumby cartoon, <laughs> but it, it's so charming, dude. Like I, I absolutely loved it. Like when that when when the claymation was happening and like it's attacking her, I did not expect there to be a little claymation girl pulled out Getting of the fucking thing yeah. and slammed. And when it, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm so glad they did that. Like it didn't look great. But like you were saying, dude, it, I'm probably on a fucking you know, a little tube TV, running that fucking tape. Probably looks a little bit a better. little better. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what the hell was going on there. Um, it, it's really funny because 
they use like this thing where they go back and forth where like you'll only see the victim and then you'll only see the monster. You'll only yeah. see the victim, you'll only see the monster. The girl will be getting dragged, pulled or whatever, but you won't see anything from the monster in the frame. And it's funny because for whatever reason, like it still just works. Like that other ghoulie-looking creature that like pops out of the ground and drags the girl in. Oh yeah. Like they do the same thing where you can like tell that they're not the same size. You could tell that they're using like camera tricks. They're trying to just use the cuts to make it seem like this thing is pulling her. And it's done really, really well. And it and it actually gets better because at the end, when you see like the actual, I guess, head demon, right? I guess that dude yeah, yeah, at the that's, end. That's what I would consider. It, they yeah. got they got a tall ass dude on stilts, fucking fighting with these guys, and it looks sick. It looks awesome. He's a, he's a big boy, like. You could tell by his arms. Him on stilts. Yeah, because his arms are fucking huge, dude. And they like he's yeah. on stilts, and I feel like they're still hanging down to his original fucking feet. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, holy fuck, dude, that's awesome. But, but he looked so good, and the way they filmed that, like his character, like in the fields, the open fields and shit, was like very believable. Like the way he was moving, like I knew he was on stilts because of his height. But like, it didn't seem like, oh, I'm clunky, fucking stilt walking. He's walking shit like, like a that. giant would walk. Yeah, dude, it was so well done. So it's like, I mean, I think that is like that final uh, winter beast or whatever is the yeah. best looking one of them all. But like, just because he's like an actual person, like in fucking makeup and stuff. But besides that, like, what's your favorite creature? Oh, in dude, this the ghoulie that comes out of the ground. Yeah, that's the looks one. Like he, he looks like my dog. They have the same face. Like, yeah, he does kind of look like a dog. <laughs> so, like, the one I liked the most was probably that, like, giant fucking dinosaur one that's, like, oh, stalking yeah, those guys. One. Yeah, dude. And they're, like, in the old cabins and shit like that. And he fucking bites that dude's head off. That, oh, yes. That was my favorite claymation one. My least favorite claymation one, though, the way it looked was the tree monster that fucking hit the chick against that the was, wall yeah that was the least impressive of yeah. all the effects um in the movie but like they do it a couple times like there's a couple isn't there two dinosaurs actually yeah, two separate like a, ones yeah there's like a different looking one as well yeah he's like a weird like he almost looks like an alien the other one it's got like kind of like gray looking features but uh it's like a tree looking also it's dude they're fucking weird but the one with the, the, the head smash, he just kind of has, like you said, like a Gumby thing going on. Dude. Like Now that you said Gumby, I can't get the fuck over it. It's so accurate. I, I like the thing that comes out of the guy's fucking stomach. Oh, dude. Now, is that is that the winter beast being born? Yes. So and you could tell by like the fucking hair and like almost in the eyes, too, because like the winter beast kind of had those like just open socket looking fucking eye thing going on. But dude, like, and you kind of see like the transformation happen from like when it, it fucking bust out of the guy's chest. Now all of a sudden we see like this full grown fucking winter beast appearing. So I think what was happening was that like all the other like different forms of the winter beast, the claymation creatures and stuff like that were feeding and feeding and feeding to the point where now he like they were so powerful that like the boss can come out you know like you were saying he's like the big final fucking bad guy so now was sheldon the winter beast <sighs> that that's the one thing he, that i feel like doesn't get wrapped up clearly enough for me he just like, like bursts into flames and it's awesome i fucking i love the his whole head explosion melting burning thing that's super cool maybe well, maybe he's the one getting the power and then he bursts into flames, and then the thing bursts out of the guy. Well, like, he definitely has something to do with, like, conjuring up more and more of these creatures. Because, like, he's behind all of it. Like, they, it's like that weird scene where, like, they bust him, and he's, like, wearing that clown mask and dancing around the corpses and shit. Yeah. It's yeah. so, like, dude, that whole scene, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's that was, like, very late 70s, like, horror type shit like tourist yes. trap or like that sort of like weird it's goddamn oh man 
And he's Strange. dude, and that guy who plays that that Sheldon character is naturally a creepy motherfucker. Like he is he's just he look. gave me the fucking willies, dude. He has a face you want to punch so fucking bad. Like there's just something <laughs> about that guy. And he's a dick throughout the whole movie too. So oh, like you really yeah. you double want to punch him. Fuck that guy. But his whole but like, conclusion cool. isn't isn't really clear. Like I know he's like doing something with like the the native curse because like when they when they bust in on him, they're like, Sheldon, you you fucking knew her and he's like, Oh yeah, I do and then the power and some shit and then all of a sudden he fucking flames up and stuff. But like I don't I don't know necessarily if he is that like winter beast that comes out of I think he, that's just like the conjuring of that that's like the big demonic spirit. Well, he makes a comment that his family has lived on the mountain forever. Right. Like he says something to the effect of like generations. Oh, so that so, could mean oh, that, oh, that that's he is. interesting, motherfucker. That is interesting. So like that could mean that he was like he wanted to open up the hotel to get the people there so he could get stronger and like get his like form his final form you know, back. I never took that statement in that way. That's a really interesting way to look at like that character and his like history cuz like he does make comment that like his family's been on the mountain for years and I took that as like he's his family has been able to control the demon you know like they they have a way and they know how to like you know keep things in check or whatever to stay alive but i actually like the idea that he says that or that's being said because like they know like he is the fucking his family line is this fucking creature or he is you know not of human form he's like this demonic manifestation of a human i guess yeah, that's well, fucking interesting, even, dude. Cause like he like why if he was able to keep these things at bay and all that shit, like why would he say to to leave the totem pole alone and stuff? Remember he was saying like, oh, leave it alone and all that shit. When the guy was missing, like the ranger was missing, yeah, he's yeah. like, Oh, he's fine. He probably went AWOL. You know, like he I think he definitely was the winter beast i like that like he was the personification that's why he was like kind of weird you know what i mean like he's not quite human so what's uh, i think it kind of makes sense what's awesome too we're talking about like that uh the 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 totem pole monster and the skeleton head and all that shit it says here on imdb that those were taken from the docking music video burning like a flame that was reused yeah dude that shit's so fucking cool we're gonna have to look. We're gonna have to look at that now. Yeah, I gotta Definitely. watch that video. That's that's pretty funny. I I think everybody does like a fucking awesome job in this movie, though. Like besides that one claymation scene, like all the actors, the guy that plays Sheldon, the fucking main cop. Well, he's not a cop. He's like a fucking uh, a park ranger. Uh, the guy Bill, Ranger Stillman, all this shit. Ranger Bradford, all these people. Like that was the woman. Um, Everybody's fucking great, and they have somebody named Dick Sargent, which is in that fucking what's his name, like one of the dudes from Bewitched. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know, but, man. Yeah, I mean, for being this like nobody cast, like these aren't nobody went on to do anything, you know, anything really. They are fucking amazing. Like, yeah, there's some forced dialogue that you're like, oh, this is this seems like an acting class in this part or whatever. But I would say 80% of it does not feel like that. It feels really well acted. Like this Dave fucking Sheldon dude that is the played by Bob Harlow. Like that dude fucking killed it for me. He and this is his only fucking movie, which is mind blowing because this dude is a whack job. If you watch this fucking movie, you are going to be so drawn in by this character Sheldon in a really like I fucking hate this guy kind of way. And that's the perfect sentiment you want to have for a heel in your movie. I just can't believe none of these people did anything else. Dude, nobody did shit. What the fuck? The footage shot in 1989. Uh, So I guess they shot this film in 1989. Oh, filming started in 1986, but was abandoned. Only two scenes are from 1986. The rest is from 1989. Interesting. 
It I does look if very the, old. If the dream sequence in the beginning was the original stuff that they had in mind, and like when it picked back up, it got totally switched into a different direction. Huh, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. I gotta rewatch this now and and try to figure out what was the old footage. Yeah, right. Because that's what I was just doing. A job like, matching be, it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got. We got to look. Uh, this was shot on sixteen millimeter. Looks so that's great. also probably why it looks great now. Um, all the dude, all the good ones are fucking sixteen mil, man. They, Darkness, it's it's shit, really bro. my favorite, uh, f- like you know, platform for for movies being made. It, it's the best balance of like shot on video, low budget shit, and like actual like I know what I'm doing filmmaking. Yeah, you because know? and there's a lot of that in this movie. Like the lighting and shit is in the the dude the scene. It's so original having this like cool fucking mountaintop park ranger scenario going on with this native fucking curse that like it, it and it does like I said it before dude fucking Scooby fucking do these rangers feel like the Scooby Doo gang trying to figure out what the fuck is going on old man Sheldon's up to fucking something and they're fucking sure of it. it it's so fun to actually watch this movie and not and like oh this is fun because I'm waiting for the next gore scene. Like this is no, fun. No, it's just the to whole fucking thing, the watch front to yeah. fucking back. Yeah, this is this is definitely an A plus movie. Um, I really, I I have like a a real drive now to to get me a copy of this yeah, tape because I do to. I do collect Tempe video, but uh, this one always kind of eluded me, and now I'm really gonna have to make a push because I really enjoyed it, and I've yeah. I've I'm surprised I never sat through it completely. I wonder if that's because of the beginning, like where I maybe I lost interest. You know what I mean? And then you see the big fucking tree thing throw the girl against the house, and you're like, you're like "Wow, oh, this is gonna be fuck? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like this." Okay, but it, it turned out to fucking really be a fucking solid movie. Absolutely. And of course, it's a Native American horror film, and we love them here love on the that. show. Yeah, they, they always kill. They're so. Where do you think good. this? Where do you think this stacks up against all the others? This is my favorite, dude. By far, really? yeah. This, really? this outdoes any of the other Native Curse films I've ever watched. And, and, and it's not even like it's heavy in like the Native Revenge thing. It's more like a weird mystery, but there's like a demonic, you know, Native thing happening. Like it's, it outranks all of them simply for the fact that most of those movies, I'm like, oh man, like the story is, is rough, but the gore is great. The creatures are great. This is just like front to fucking back everything about it's good dude the music incredible great fucking score oh we didn't even talk about that yeah dude, amazing. the score is fucking great the that's main I, theme that plays is so sick dude the, so the music sick. that's playing when the guy gets his head ate is fucking awesome like there's so many great moments in this film that are, are just backed up by a fucking sensational score backed up by really great scene development like everything looks the way it fucking should for where this movie is taking place those old cabins they found on the fucking hilltop that they were like all run down that looked awesome dude i love the scenes that were shot in that spot that looked like something out of like you know uh um like the cabins look like they're out of like the burning or something oh yeah like the actual like surrounding area Look like something out of like fucking ozone or like the abomination. Yeah, it it was such a desolate fucking spot that it was believable to be this like abandoned fucking lodge area on the side of a mountain. It was perfect. Yeah. This this movie's a fucking A plus, dude. Hundred percent. Go watch this. It's on Shutter. You said it's on Amazon. There's a Blu-ray. Um there's a tape out there, a Tempe video release. Just, just go fucking watch Winter Beast. Are you fucking kidding me? Especially since it's seventy degrees today, right? Yo, go fucking wild. Go put on a, go put some shorts, go put some shorts on, put a t-shirt on, watch Winter Beast. And no, it's funny. We were gonna do this movie because it was so fucking cold when we were making these decisions. It was like negative ten. So it's like, uh, go figure. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess we jinxed it. Sixty-three in Buffalo today in a fucking February. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking hot. Speaking of hot. It's time for the wide world of metal, and let's talk about a band that all they sing about is a place that's hot as fuck, and that's Egypt. And we will be talking about the 2005 album, Annihilation of the Wicked, by one of my, I'm 
I guess favor because I fucking I love all their shit. Uh, death metal bands Nile and possibly the greatest Egyptian themed band ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> what you know? What I'm so like, I'm so jealous of Nile that they were able to create this band and stick to a fucking theme and never break it to yeah, just be like run out of material dude seriously just to be like no we are the egyptian fucking death metal band and that's what we do I, dude that's what you it, fucking need you need to just fucking live it bro and i i have so not, much respect for carl sanders <laughs> not only do they have a million fucking normal albums he writes fucking side he has side fucking things called like saurian something speaking of dinosaurs um and i think there's what three or four of those albums and it's all like inter like basically those interludes that nile has that are like acoustic like sitar and all, all that him, shit man. it's it's albums worth of that stuff and it's awesome it's really good it's on itunes i know that for, for a fact but we are talking about annihilation of the wicked um this is probably my favorite nile album overall Oh yeah, because I, I I like things from other albums. I think every album they put out is fucking solid. Like to this day, everything that they do is listenable. But this, I feel like, is like peak fucking Nile, and holy. And I think they actually had a fucking music video for "Sacrifice Unto Sebek," right? They do yes, which is which is kind of cool for 2005 for Nile to have like a music video. I think I saw it on TV, like MTV and, or some shit. And for me, I, I mean, that weird. this. <laughs> This is fucking prime Nile because as, as much as I love Carl Sanders, he's like the backbone of this band and I love his fat little fingers and how fucking fast they move on his fretboard. But Dallas Toller Wade is the fucking yeah, dude. man, dude. He made this what this band was <laughs> for me. Yeah, they, they were a great pair. And this album like shows that like both of them can fucking rip like they both shred. And it's actually pretty impressive. And I don't remember at this time, were they playing as like a three piece with no bass player? I believe in 2005 because Chief Spires left like early 2000, which sucked because, dude, amazing bass player. Like he fucking crushes. And I don't remember them getting one, I want to say, until like an album or two after this. And right, like, like, you, didn't they just play without you, a bass? And if you watch the videos for this, I'm pretty sure there's not even a bass player in the music video for this. Yeah, I think Carl Sanders, I think, did all the, the bass tracks on yeah. this one. But uh, this this album is front to back a ripper, a fucking just... If you have like a fucking decent car stereo system, like this album's fucking crushing. Ugh. Just the, the production value is fucking insane. The guitar tones are very specific to Nile. I feel like you could, if you hear a guitar, like it's, it's like, oh, that's like a fucking, that's Nile. Like you just tell by hearing it. It's drop A great. too, man. They play in fucking, most of their songs are in drop A. And like you just said, that tone, like it, how do you play fucking death metal and still sound Egyptian at the same fucking time, dude? It, 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 it what's like, I put, I put especially this album in particular, like you said, the guitar playing between between uh, Sanders and Toller Wade are is so dynamic that like this is on the same level of like necrophaceous guitar playing. Like it's not just oh these guys are really good at guitar playing; they're insanely good at guitar playing, but they're also incredible comp like doing composition work. Like yeah, the time signature songwriting and like is great. Most of their songs are like fucking 240 BPM and like, yeah, it, it's insanity how technical all of this fucking music is. It's not just like, oh, here's some death metal. These guys are capable of fucking writing some of the most beautiful and some of the most brutal fucking shit you have ever heard in your life. Yeah. And it's really wild how they're able to kind of mix like two genres of music here. Like they're playing death metal and then they'll be you know, a straight minute and a half of like, f like Egyptian folk music, or I don't know what you would call it, but that, that seems right. But like, they go back and forth like seamlessly and it mixes together. They use that, like that horn noise. They use that gong everywhere. Like just like 
that's like signature Nile shit. But uh, this one just has like a bunch of extremely memorable songs on it. Dude, it's like when I saw them, I think it was like maybe 2012, 2013. And the lineup was just the fucking tits, dude. Because like it was Sanders, it was George Colias, it was Toller Wade. I don't remember. Who oh, was yeah, playing I forgot about him. Dude, yeah. I forgot about George. Dude. And that's what also makes this album so fucking incredible. This is one of the first albums with fucking Colias on drums. The dude's a goddamn machine, dude. Yeah, it sounds like a program drum fucking track. And it's, but no, yeah, it's, it's a little Greek guy. How good George is, man. I love yeah. watching his videos on YouTube of like his overhead fucking drum cams and shit. It mind numbing. How you could be guns, so dude. good. It's machine guns. Who else so, did I uh, see him play with? I think he played with the, uh, no wait, never mind no it wasn't fucking uh, Deicide. I thought I saw him play with Deicide before, but I don't think it was him. That would have been pretty sick if it, uh, if, if it was. <laughs> so, uh, what what are some of your favorite tracks from this from this album? I mean, like you gotta like sacrifice onto the back. That's like the fucking you know the big hit of this album. So for me, my personal favorite is fucking Lash to the Slave Stick. Oh my god, that's me too, man. It is, dude, it's so good, right? <laughs> that song fucking crushes. The guitar work, the vocals, the back and forth with the vocal dude, it's it's awesome. So the cool thing about that song is that one of the leads that they play in the song is actually the creep show two theme. Really? It is uh, the <laughs> Yo, I have to go back and listen now for it. Yeah, dude, it's it's like a minute and a half in, something like that. Go oh, listen to that it. song, um, and you'll hear it's the fucking Creepshow 2 theme. But, I mean, Annihilation of the Wicked, another fucking crusher of a song. Um, but, I mean, and what's cool about a lot of, like you were just saying, like a lot of this stuff is that it will have, like, intros that are, like, dead Egyptian folk music. But then, like, the heavy stuff kicks in, and it takes inspiration from what was playing, like, in that folk. You hear elements of that in, like, the fucking beginning of this amazing death metal song. And that's yeah. where the blend comes in, where I'm just, like, to be able to compose things that flow back and forth. It's very, like, sleep terror. Like, how do you compose things it's amazing. that just flow it's like, really? back and forth so seamlessly? It's talent. That's like really like a super awesome talent to have. Uh, I like cast down the heretic. I think that's that song is fucking really good in this. Uh, I want you to pronounce the last song on this album. <laughs> um, von Una Asprachlin Kluten. Something like that. I don't know. We're gonna have it's to ask one. fucking uh, Olaf Hittenbach <laughs> about that one. Like, dude, how you say that? Why is that? Is I, don't that think it's, I don't think it's German. I think it's probably some kind of uh, some. I mean, the Vaughn is very German. I'll give you that. That could be, but I don't know about the Una Sperlachian. The more I say it, it does sound German. I'm not gonna lie. Una Sperlachian. Throw that shit in the Google machine, baby. Hey Jamie, can you translate that for me? This Jamie to translate. I think. Oh wait, I didn't even fucking mention this, dude. The album art for this album is so fucking sick, and like in HD, like in like high quality format, it looks even better. Like holy fuck, man. Yeah, That's just I would I, love I that love like the, a twelve inch of like, that. What do you call it? Almost like one of those like pharaoh fucking like head things, but it's like made out of cobras and shit, dude. It's, it's like a scarab with two cobras and shit. And, like. and that's what's so smart about like going with this theme for this band is that the imagery just lends itself to evil oh, yeah. fucking shit, dude. It's 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 just the perfect fucking fodder to write death metal about evil fucking ancient Egypt stuff, dude. I'm so jealous. Uh, of Sanders for like doing this and following it through no matter how many fucking band members he goes through. Cause I hear he's kind of an asshole. I think it's fucking awesome that he <laughs> continues on and just, this is what Nile is. And this is what Nile will always fucking be. Yeah. If you're going to listen to Nile, this is the, this is the album to, to give, I guess the first shot at. I so it's like your you favorite Nile this? song ever on this album. Um, No. Because my no, favorite's Black Seeds of Vengeance. 
That fucking song rules, dude. Black seats. And you just fucking go. Oh, dude, I fucking get into that part so much. <laughs> my my favorite fucking Nile song of all time is Una Slayer of the Gods. Really? <laughs> that Yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, that was probably one of the first songs that I heard by Nile. Like one of my buddies was like, "Dude, like listen to this shit." And like th the the transition cuz we were talking about transitions between like you have the guy fucking talking, like chanting over like the sitar playing and then it goes into like the dead with the crazy it's double bass. Heavy. Yeah, dude, that, it's that so heavy, dude. That chug that, riff that is was fucking it. heavy. I will give you that, that, was, that dude. <laughs> that that like made me a fucking Nile fan. I was like, yo, this fucking rules hard. So, so like in a way, did Metalocalypse kind of ruin Nile for you for a little bit? No. No, no never, dude. A little bit no. for me it did, man. Cuz I was just no, like uh, this kind of sounds more, like fucking Metalocalypse now. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. Just, it's it's really just his like voice, like yes, the singing that's voice what, is yeah, similar. Like, I mean, the dude's from Metal, that dude who does Metalocalypse is super talented, but I don't think he's capable of the composition that, that Carl no, does. No, ever. he's not. Uh, no, I feel like he's like on the same, like I could play the same shit he could play. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. I do what, can I do what Niall's doing? Like probably not. You ever like, tried? Like I've gotten, I, I've I've attempted a few times to get a tab of Nile and be like, all right, I'm gonna fucking learn a part, just a part of this fucking song, and I fail fucking miserably every fucking time. It's so fast and it's so complicated, and the time signature changes, dude. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, what's like a song that you tried to learn? I I, I tried to learn Black Seeds of Vengeance. Not happening, bro. Annihilation of the Wicked. Not fucking happening, dude. I'm, I'm looking right now. I, I've, I've never personally um, looked into playing it. Uh, yeah, I can play this. Can I play? I, I definitely cannot play the solos, but... I uh, That's a challenge, bro. I, I want you to fucking... You want me to try You want me to try play this for you? I would love a video of you fucking jamming some Nile. I will... I will fucking take back all the bad things I've said about you <laughs> if you send me a video of you playing that fucking Nile song. Yeah, what'd you say they tune to? A? Uh, I believe it's drop A. Let me see. Yeah, A, E, A, D, F, sharp B. Okay, yeah, I got a baritone. I can play this. You got it. You got it. <laughs> all right, you're on, motherfucker. And everybody, Do go it. listen. Just go listen to that song. Go listen to Black Seeds of Vengeance by Nile. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm attempting to learn. Uh, I'm going to... Grizz will let everybody know if I do it or not. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if, if you see no video, then you know it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so definitely check out... Uh, go listen to any fucking Nile album. I don't yeah, give a fuck. But Annihilation of the Wicked is fucking sick. Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week, man. Where could they find you on the internet? You can find me at Kane underscore nibbler underscore nibbler. <laughs> That's a Ooh, great name. Damn. You can find me at Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bad Taste Video. We will be live next week while we uh, finally do a movie that we've spoken about a bunch of times actually in the past speaking of past <laughs> we'll be doing black past uh an olaf right. Inbach movie psyched. we're gonna be we're gonna be doing that live uh the reason why also we're doing it is because he has a new movie coming out soon that we're gonna try to cover on the uh on the podcast as soon as we could both see it um, what did I'm you call sure it his secret Hitler movie? <laughs> the secret Hitler movie. I don't know. They, they released the trailer like Hitler's in it. So He's I'm in like, it. Yeah, Hitler's definitely what in the it. Fuck. We were all kind of like, I don't even fucking see this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to expect. I'm pretty fucking pumped, but we will be covering that. But go follow our Twitch page, Twitch.tv/slash Bad Taste Video. And uh, Grizz, anything else, man? Oh, 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 oh. R.I.P. Jerry Jarrett. Yeah, that's right, dude. We lost another great one of the rest uh, in power. One of probably Bad one of the best minds of wrestling in the past, you know, 40, 50 years. Forever. Ever. Yeah. yeah Ever. Dude, his family lineage. Jesus Christ. Damn, man. But uh, in a bad taste Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. Right? 100%. <laughs> Rest in peace. 
Jerry Jarrett. All right. Uh, Grizz, anything else besides that depressing news? Nope. Au revoir, motherfuckers. Yeah, see you next week on our Twitch channel. What time are we doing that bitch at? 8.30? 9? You want to do 9? I'm down with 9, dude. Let's give it to him. Twitch.tv slash badtastevideo, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next week. We will be covering Olaf Ittenbach's Black Past. See you there.